Thank you for joining us on the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. And here's your host, Chris Sabalero. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we go with another great episode of the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. I got to tell you, I am so excited to be here today. And oh my goodness, do I have a guest for you. And I am excited to bring him in. But first, I want to thank you because the fans, you are continually just doing some amazing things. Our episodes are ranking in the top 10 in Ireland, and now we're hitting the top 50 in Canada. So with this is, uh, I guess we could say it is the internationally recognized Ultimate Leadership Podcast, and I am so excited. And once again, thank you for allowing me to join you on your professional development journey. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I am excited today to introduce our guest, Bo Brabo. He is a speaker, a coach. He is the founder of Hell Media Group and the Brabo Center of Excellence. He's also an author, and I did put his book on my reading list this year, From the Battlefield to the White House to the Boardroom, Leading Organizations to Value-Based Results. And he is also the co-host of the Bo and Luke Show podcast. I have to tell you, I listened to a couple episodes as I was getting ready for this show, and you will need to become a fan. So, Bo, I want to thank you for joining us on the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. Thank you, Chris. It is a true joy to be here. So I, I thank you and I thank all your listeners for tuning in. And, you know, so both so you and I have something in common. We both served in the military. I was in the Air Force. You were in the Army. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot of great times and a lot of great jobs. And my friend, my good friend, Carlos Chavez, he uh, was the crew chief actually on Air Force One during the Clinton years, and he has some really great stories. Yeah. Oh, you had the opportunity to also work with President Bush, President Obama, while yes. you were in the U.S. Army as the chief of human resource operations with the White House Communications Agency and Presidential Communications Office. Oh my gosh, how do you put that on a on a on a business? I know card? it's hard. But, Too much. <laughs> but uh, a great honor to serve. But uh, this yeah. must have been a really awesome role. And I think the first thing I really want to get from you is is tell us a little bit about that experience. And maybe was there just one big lesson you learned as being part of that command? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for your service. Uh, I'm I'm significantly grateful for that. I appreciate that very much. Um, there absolutely, I think there absolutely is what I what I learned and, and the opportunity that I that I had um, in order to execute at a high level. Uh, and we're talking about you know super high performing teams. Is that you? It really brought home the fact that if to get to that point. You have to empower your people. You have to place trust in them, build confidence in them as a group and as a team that they're going to accomplish their mission and what their their tasks are because there's too much to do for any one person to do it. Uh, and if you ever, ever want to get there in business, in sports, it doesn't matter. You have to you have to empower your people, give them the resources they need to be successful and set them on the path to actually get there. Um, if you don't do that, I, I just don't see any way for you to really achieve the high performance and the results of high performance without doing that. You know, it's one of those things where, I mean, and now it's really in the in the space you're in right now, right? Coaching mm -hmm. and really talking about excellence and bringing people to the next level. I mean, you, you had to really notch up your game, ratchet up your game to have the yeah. positions that you had inside the military. Um, and now you're bringing that expertise into the civilian world. So as we start to think about this now, how does someone really go from the level that they are 
to the next level in their career where they may not even know what, what they're going to be doing or the skills they'll even need to do it. Yeah, you got to keep an open mind. You have to be willing to to uh, say yes when opportunity knocks, even though uh, you may not know exactly where that opportunity is going to take you, or maybe you feel like you don't have all of the skills next necessary to get to that next level. But if you don't say yes and take a shot and go after it, well, then you'll never you'll never get those skills because a lot of it is. Uh, is learned on the on the job, the intangibles. And you know, if you want to elevate yourself in a leadership role or in a bigger organization or you know, bigger, more high risk type of opportunities, and you got to put yourself out there. Um, you have to be willing to put your uh, take a step forward, put yourself put yourself in a new situation, be a little vulnerable to that, um, and then just truly give it a hundred percent effort every day from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that. I mean, because we have to be able to create and take the opportunities that are around us. You know, we, we have to be prepared that when the door knocks and opportunity is on the other side, that we don't say go away because it may not come back. And we've got to be able to be prepared that when that opportunity is around, whether we're finding it or whether we fall into it, we've got to put ourselves in the best position to be ready. And mm -hmm. sometimes you may not be ready, but being able to say yes and then moving yourself into the position of of uh, becoming the best that you can be, it's not a bad uh, strategy to have, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, name the one thing you ever did the first time, Bo, that you did successfully. Right. And it's all about, and I, I've talked about my wisdom before, it's, you know, failures and mistakes plus reflection equal wisdom. Sometimes it's just all about making the mistakes to gain the wisdom. Yeah, you have to, you know, and, and we always had the saying, I don't know if it was the same in the Air Force, but any any promotion, whenever you were attending a promotion ceremony and the, the, the officer, the commander, whomever was doing, this, doing the ceremony, they would always, in recognizing this person's promotion, it, they would always have the phrase and they would say it because it was just so true that the person is not getting promoted based on what they've done. They're getting promoted based upon the potential they have to go further. So, so even in those scenarios, you're being recognized for the fact that you've demonstrated an ability um, and people are recognizing in you that you can go to the next level. You've never been to the next level. It's going to be new to you. Uh, it's going to be a different environment and there's going to be more responsibility, more accountability, whatever the case might be, but you, you're being recognized that you can do it. Um, so in corporate America and in, in the business world, I think you got to kind of look at your people in the same way. And then you have to be willing if you're the one to take that step. Um, you know, if it's like, talking to someone in mid-level management and they want to become an executive. Well, if they've never been an executive before, there's going to be some fear and some, some anxiety around that. Uh, but if you don't take the leap and go down that path and get on that journey, uh, you'll never know what that's like. Um, so a lot of it is just a, taking the leap of faith and relying on, on everything that you have inside of you to, to do the best that you can and learn along the way. And you are going to fail. You're going to fall, but fall forward and keep going forward. That's right. You yep. know, it's, uh, you know, you don't know what you don't know yet. And you can't right. stay inside the comfort zone and, uh, you know, hope nothing's going to happen because That's when right. you move out of your comfort zone, you create a new one and then you got the same problem getting outside that comfort zone. So, mm -hmm. you know, you've got a lot of things in your background that really intrigued me about this discussion. And right. I spent a lot of my career in the EMS field, the ambulance field. Mm -hmm. And the next topic is really something that's important that we utilized as a tool. And there's been a lot of craziness this year. Of course, recently the challenges at the Capitol, and there's a lot to learn from this event. And mm -hmm. one of the reasons I bring this up 
up for you, Bo, is one of your areas of expertise is talking about the importance of after action reports, yeah. something every organization should employ. And could you share a little bit about the after action report process mm -hmm. and, and why this is so important to an organization? Yeah. So the key, the key around an after action report or an after action review, number one, is you have to plan for it at the beginning before you even before you even start. So if we use the events of this week and the, uh, the inauguration, uh, that I know, from, I know from firsthand in my time uh, supporting and serving at the White House and going through a, a couple different inaugurations, um, that planning started months ago uh, from, the, from the communications teams and all the events that are taking place on that day and throughout the evening. Uh, planning started months ago, but one of the things that, that you would do before the before you even start that project or that time frame, is you would be communicating with your team that when this is over, we are going to sit down and we're going to have an after action review. So we have to make sure that we're documenting everything along the way um, properly and taking notes and keeping track of what's happening and what you're doing. Uh, and if something didn't go right, uh, you need to write that down. Some things that went really well, we need to write that down. And then we need to discuss them as a team at the end um, because those are the things that you're looking for, you know, everything that went right, everything that went wrong, and then really taking a look at how could you have done things better. And then those become priorities for improvement going forward. So it's not just a discussion at the end and we'd say, oh yeah, and we all sing, you know, Kumbaya and we had a great time. It's really getting into the, to the weeds on, um, emphasizing the things that went right. What did, were we really strong at? Because we want to keep doing those things. And where were we going wrong? Where'd we go left, right? Uh, and get back on track and put new solutions in place to be even better the next time around. Uh, and those become new priorities to work on when you finish with the after action review at the end. But if you don't communicate it at the front end that you're going to do it, um, people won't be prepared at the tail end to actually execute an after action report or review. Uh, and then when you actually sit down to do it, Chris, and for everybody listening, uh, you have to create or have the environment where it's a no judgment. Everybody that was participating in the project or the event has to have time and opportunity to give their feedback uh, in a non-confrontational way because you need to hear from everybody. Everybody had a different perspective on what was happening and, and what went on, uh, and you need to get all of that feedback so that you can use it to move forward and improve. So if you think process improvement, if you think uh, getting better results the next time, take the time to do the after action report review at the end, hour, two hours, whatever it takes, uh, document it and use that as, your, as, a, as a new tool for goal setting, putting systems in place, because uh, you're going to go through this stuff uh, on a regular basis. Now, I agree that with you helped. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. And regardless of how prepared you think you are, there are things that happen inside the event that we just didn't think about. We don't know what we don't know, Bo, right? Right. So there are things that just pop up that we didn't even think about. So as you mentioned, it's the things that we did good. We want to replicate that. We want to duplicate that. We want to ensure that we're training those best practices. But mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, this, this little monster came out of this side that we weren't expecting and 
totally, you know, threw us off our guard. Well, how did we handle that at the in yeah. the time? I mean, and it really is about critical thinking and making the best decisions that you can in the moment to say, well, were we successful or did we fall on our face? But again, mistakes, right? Wisdom yeah. or reflection wisdom. So, you know, when we think about this from the standpoint, I mean, it's it really could be something that we didn't anticipate or something we didn't do uh, do right or, or, you know, that popped out of us, but we've got to mm-hmm. be prepared for those things as well. 100%. You got to be ready. And the, the more you put this into your operational rhythm uh, as a company, uh, I, the, more use, the more you'll get used to doing that and executing it and using it as, the, as a real tool uh, to improve along the way. And you know, year after year, you'll just be better and better and better at what you do. Uh, but you just never stop taking the after action review process uh, and you just keep doing it. Uh, it's, it's truly, it's so powerful, uh, that, that it really does help. And the results are, are profound. Yeah. It's a great tool. And and it really is a great tool for training in the next, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the next event or preparing for the next event, you know, so one of the things that I didn't mention in your introduction is you are the founder of Hale Media Group and the Braybro Center for Excellence. And, you know, the next question I want to take you to is really your pedal leadership strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So when we think about leadership, it, we want to be able to influence people, but we want to inspire people to really act, right? We yeah. want to make sure that they take the best direction for themselves, that they take the best direction for the organization, that they have the best focus for their people. And pedal is an acronym and it stands for participate, engage, discuss, and learn. Could you give us a little bit about the strategy? and maybe touch yeah. on each of those little, uh, uh, you know, each of those little topics? Sure. So when I was, uh, when I, this has probably been a couple of years, uh, when I was sitting down and, and writing my book and talking about values-based leadership and really from a leadership perspective, how do you grow people into, um, how do you grow people into uh, a set of core values that align with your organization? And I came up with this, just thinking about my own experiences and teams that I've led and, and how you can move somebody through this dynamic. And I came up with, with pedal and, and really it was, you got to constantly keep moving forward and thinking about a bicycle and pedaling forward. It, you can, if you stop doing it, if you stop pedaling, you can coast, but you're only going to coast for so long and then your bicycle is going to crash and it's going to come to a stop and, and it'll, it'll fall over. Um, so even in, in, in leadership, you have to keep moving forward and, um, if you think pedal, participate. Participate is showing up. You have to. You have to come up. You have to come to the game. You have to come to work. You have to be there. You have to be there for your team. So you you have to show up. You have to participate. You you have to be present, uh, present in the moment, present with your team, and then um, engage. Truly means to involve other people. Get your team around in a room. Make sure that everybody everybody is participating. Everybody's there. Engage with them on a level. Uh, on maybe that they're not used to care about them, show them that you, you, you getting them all the resources that they need in order to be successful. And then you have to encourage discussion amongst the team. Uh, so when they see that number one, you're showing up every day, uh, you're present, you are giving it your best and you're engaging them, providing all the resources that they need to do their jobs. And then you encourage discussion around the table, around the group in a, I'll say it again, no judgment. People need to be able to open their mouths and talk and give feedback about what's happening in a you know respectful professional manner uh, so encouraging the discussion 
um, is super important. And it's that third step. And then, of course, when everybody's talking and you've got that on your team, you're going to learn. Everybody's going to learn in this process. And it's through that learning uh, that you'll find innovation. You'll find new ways to do things. You'll find better ways to do things. You might be doing something really well, but maybe a tweak here or a tweak there and you'll do it even better. Um, and it really builds uh, camaraderie and a togetherness and teamwork uh, amongst your group, however big that group is. If it's a small team, larger team, whatever the case might be. Uh, so I tried to break it down in a very simple show up, you know, participate, engage your team, get them the resources, encourage discussion and learn from that discussion. Um, in a nutshell, in, in short order, uh, that's what I'm getting at from a leadership perspective. Um, and out of all of that, you'll start witnessing behaviors, uh, how people perform, and you can tie those behaviors to your core values of your company. You'll start finding out who's a good fit for the team and maybe who's not a great fit for the team uh, and so forth. But if you, if you don't go down those types of roads and and take those journeys, uh, it might be more difficult for you to, to get to that point, you know, and really build a high performing team. And I think that that's, you know, what we need to look at. I mean, our job as leaders is to get work, work done through other people Yeah, and it's getting the best that we can out of those people as well. And so I, I know we talked about you being in the military and knowing the high standards that the military has. And of course, working at the white house and, you know, certainly, you know, uh, bringing your game up and you talked about values a little bit. So when yeah. we think about successes and failures and lessons learned, give us a little bit about this value-based approach to having a successful organization. Yeah. So I created a formula for values, uh, trying to keep it simple to, to really show people what I'm referring to. And our values, even if we think personally, because uh, our personal values are going to impact us at work, uh, it's, really, it's really how we behave every day. So I tell people, if you don't know what your values are, if, or if somebody uh, can't determine what their company values are, you know, follow the CEO around for a week record video, record them and with them not knowing that they're being recorded and then watch all that video footage back and you'll start drawing out what their, what their behaviors will start to dictate and show you what their values are and, and so forth. So when everybody comes to work every day, everybody behaves in a certain way. Everybody, everybody is performing actions uh, in accordance with who they are. Um, if we did not have a set of core values as a company, uh, it would be those behaviors that would dictate the values of the company. Uh, and then when you multiply that by all the employees in the company over time, that's the workplace culture that you have. And you, you're either, you're going to have a culture, good, bad, or indifferent. It exists. It's there. What kind of culture you have is really dependent upon leadership from the top saying, listen, this, these are our values. These are all the behaviors that we would, um, we expect to see based on our values, the types of behaviors, types of actions, what people demonstrate, how they show up to work every day and how they perform. And this, this is, and it's communicated. It's got to be communicated throughout the company regularly, all levels of leadership, not just words on a website or words on the wall of your company. Uh, and it, and it has to be emulated throughout. And, and when you put that into your hiring practices, into your interview process, into your performance management system, all of that, and it's constantly communicated, you will start to build the company that's filled with the people um, that are that are aligned with the mission and the vision of the company. That's the purpose. So we have a mission. We go into business for a reason because we want to accomplish something. We have a vision for the future and how do we get there? 
it's we always say, you know, mission, vision, values. It's the values. It's leadership tied around those values that will drive you to meeting and exceeding your mission. Uh, so if we say values-based results, that's what it is. And when you look at, there's all, there's all kinds of studies. If you look at the studies on companies that do this really, really, really well, um, their sales revenue, their profit margins uh, are higher by multiple percentage points compared to competitors who aren't doing this type of thing. Less turnover, um, higher performance, uh, you name it. So in a nutshell, it's tying behaviors, pulling words, pulling full definitions and types of actions that you'd want to see based on your core values and putting that all throughout your organization. I mean, that's great. I mean, you sum that up well. And the big focus is around culture. You said it, man. You know, vision is where we're going. Strategy is how we're going to get there. And culture is the behavior of the organization in reaching the vision. And I love how you just put a, a, you know, a little bow on that. So, um, Let's talk about your book. Uh, you know, I know that these are labors of love. Uh, I've written myself. Yeah. Uh, I've actually got my my next book coming out soon. But uh, I actually put this on my reading list, so I contributed to your retirement today. Um, from the <laughs> battlefield you. to the White House to the boardroom, leading organizations to value based results. And you touched on this a little bit. One mm -hmm. of the questions that I like to ask um, authors, Bo, is what was the catalyst for you writing this book? I wanted to get my uh, well. I wanted to write a solo book. I had participated in a book prior to an anthology where I just wrote one chapter to the book, HR related type of book. Uh, and after doing that, I'm like, you know what? I can write my own book. I can do this. Uh, it is a labor of love because it takes time and thought and you go through multiple revisions and so forth to get, to get that final product. Uh, but I wanted to get my journey uh, on paper, if you will, in the form of a book that I could share with others uh, to help inspire and motivate them that, you know, regardless of where you grew up, where you came from, uh, you can go after your dreams. And if you do it in a way and you think about, you know, from a values-based perspective, uh, I, can, I can show you from multiple stories. And truly it is from, you know, joining the army at a young age of 17 uh, and uh, going to combat in Iraq you know, and, and just continuing that journey and still getting education along the way and end up in the, in the White House as a presidential communications officer and then into corporate America as a HR executive. You know, the journey, it's a long journey, but when you, when you just keep after it, uh, you, can, you can get there. And if you think about how you behave and if you think about, you know, what you get up and do every day, it matters. When you add, if you're doing the right things and it all adds up over time and you just never know where you might end up 20, 30 years down the road. Uh, and that's what I set out to do is just to share that in a book, tough times, hard times, hard learned lessons, but then examples of other leaders that I came in contact with and how they exemplified those behaviors and, and their values. And at that time, especially the, the army values uh, and how that was pushed throughout the organization. That's what it was all about. Well, it sounds like a reading legacy, and I look forward to reading that. And, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and uh, comment on it when I do, and I'll send it off to you. I'd love to get you to sign it for me. But, sure. you know, one of the other things, and again, in preparation of the show, 
I actually listened to the Bo and Luke podcast and mm -hmm. uh, I listened to it with uh, Captain Thompson, which I thought was a great interview, such a great guest. And I, I love to talk about, you know, the work that people are doing. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, and one of the things that you say is that you developed this podcast for, you know, helping the people guide them in their career. So yeah. talk a little bit about the show. Uh, sure. Where can people find it and actually throw in, where can they find that book as well? Yeah. So uh, the book is available on Amazon from the battlefield to the White House to the boardroom. Even if you just search Bo Bravo, uh, I think I'm the only Bo Bravo author on Amazon. So it'll pop right up for you. Uh, the podcast is on Amazon as well. It's on Audible. So that'll pop up right next to the book picture. Uh, but we have a website dedicated to the podcast called the Bowen Luke show.com. That's the best place you can get to all of the different listening platforms. Of course, anchor, uh, we host on anchor. So anchor podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, mo most of the top places where people get their podcasts from. Uh, we started that podcast, uh, Luke and I, uh, February of last year. So it's almost been a full year. Uh, we've recorded, I think captain Thompson was, uh, 48, 48. Yeah, 48th episode total. And uh, we did it for the for the reason to help people be better, know better and do better, whether it was through our own experiences and the, or those of our guests. Um, that's what we're out to out to help others do just to do better every day. And we've had some absolutely phenomenal guests, some some executives, CEOs, business leaders, uh, military uh, leaders, uh, professional athletes, Olympians, uh, the first, uh, one of the first army female Rangers, U S army Ranger, Lisa oh. Jaster, uh, just some amazing stories. And I tell you, Chris, nobody got it right. Like at the beginning, everybody, you said it earlier, everybody makes mistakes, everybody fails, but it's, it's the difference between, do you learn from those mistakes and, and keep pushing forward? Or do you let that stop you in your tracks and you don't continue? And all of these people and all of these guests, man, they, they've just risen above it. And it's pretty, pretty incredible stories that they have and very easy to listen to uh, life lessons, if you will. Yeah, I, I think that those are really awesome things. And one of the great things about hosting your own podcast is you get to meet those people, oh, you get to absolutely. talk to those people, you get to learn from those people, but then you get to share that expertise with the people who are following you. And I think that that's, what's really great. Well, I'm going to become a fan and certainly I am going to uh, listen to more of those shows. I'm going to check out that show with the Ranger. I'm sure she's yeah. got some really great experiences knowing that. So Bo, I mean, we covered a lot of things today, We did. Um, but I, I, you know, you're a speaker, you're a coach. I mean, you, you're there to teach people this the concept of developing excellence within an organization. If folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way they can do that? Best way to get in touch with me is go is through our website at robertbrabo.com. Robert is my, my legal first name. So the, the website is robertbrabo.com. From there, you can get the book, the podcast. Uh, you can book me. You can get in touch with me, shoot an email, uh, phone numbers there, whatever the case might be. But that's the easiest place. And of course, on LinkedIn as well. And I got to tell you, man, it was great talking to you. And you got to promise me that you're going to come back because I want to dig into a little bit. I mean, we covered all these topics, but we really need to deep dive into a lot of these things. And uh, I appreciate you being here and promise me you're going to come back. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. This has been a blast.
And everybody out there, I got to tell you, I mean, everybody has their own story. I mean, we talked about after action review. We talked about value-based, you know, you know, value-based in, in your organization and the importance of, of values. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, Bo talked about is leading with those values. We used to give our values to the people we were interviewing and said, here they are. Can you fit into these values within our organization? So I want you to think about the concepts and how are you going to take some of the information and bring it into your day? I want to thank you once again for joining us on the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. I'm Chris Sabalera, and I look forward to chatting with everyone again real soon. Thank you for joining us. The Ultimate Leadership Podcast is a production of chrissubalero.com. You can interact with us by email at ultimateleadership16 at gmail.com. All rights reserved.